変身
been watching the new Attack on Titan uh, final season part two that just came back recently. Now, speaking uh, of Nazis. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Peacemaker, which we'll get to a little bit later. And then uh, I just I just crushed uh, Yellow Jackets uh, season one in like two days. And I just recently saw their new screen movie that dropped. So been a busy week. Ooh, yeah. Like that screen movie and Spider-Man are like the two things where I'm like, oh, like I wish I like wanted to go to the movies. Uh, but I just do not want to add that out there. Like I was just like, but yeah. It's so funny that you like uh, put those two <laughs> movies in the same sentence because like this scream had like an end game feel to it. I'm not sure if that's like a hot take or what, but just like you know, pull pulling on those like nostalgic strings, bringing back old characters and stuff like that. I'm just like, yo, like <laughs> this kind of works. No, yeah, um, they're the only movies that like I've wanted to see that <laughs> haven't been on the streaming at the same time. Uh, but yeah, no, I. I'm excited because I like like those movies for the most part. I never watched that show. Hopefully, that's not important. I'm guessing it's not. Oh no! Nah, um, I think just the first four movies are canon, com- or from what they're oh, wow. saying in the movie. And uh, you don't necessarily have to see all four to go see this. They they mention a few things here and there, but uh, it's not necessary. No, it's good to hear. Um, you mentioned Yellow Jackets. I've seen a lot of people talk about it. I haven't taken the time to like see beyond like the like one piece of art. Like what's that about? Uh, so a quick synopsis would be like, it's kind of like what you want uh, a CW show to be, but it's on CW and they can't go that far with it. So mm-hmm. it starts off as like your typical high school drama. Uh, it's like a team, a uh, soccer team. They're called, uh, their mascot is like the yellow jacket. So, it's a group of girls, uh, you know, typical like love triangle stuff like that. And then uh, they have a game uh, for nationals that they have to travel to. And uh, while they're traveling, they their plane crashes into like this like mountainous range and it's just stranded uh, for I believe it was like two years or a year and a half. Oh. But uh, so like it's two timelines. It's them in adulthood and then it's them as kids. And then, like, uh, no, certain flashes here without spoilers. This is all in the trailer. Um, it kind of shows, like, quick clips of how they possibly survived. And it looks like they turned into, like, cannibals while they're in high school. And, like, now as adulthood, everybody wants to know what happened while they were there and how they survived. And they don't want the secret to get out because they don't, they don't want people to know that they, uh, you know, ate people or ate whatever they did <laughs> in the woods and stuff like that. But. As the season uh, progresses, you start to see, like, you know, the screws start to unturn because uh, the season ends, like, it's, like, starting to become wintertime, and, like, food is more scarce during winter. So, it's pretty good, man. Uh, I enjoyed it, um, and I'm ready for season two. That's interesting, too, because, like, they also, like, end right as the season, like, changes, too. And, like, I um heard they have, like, multiple seasons, like, plan so it has like a five-year plan or whatever but uh that makes me think of like the hatchet books like i used to love those books like because like i think like he made like a a bunch of like what if sequels that are like what if like the kid from the hatchet was there during the winter mm-hmm. what if he came back and had a canoe and like all this like dope shit and, yeah. and then, like when i was like 11 i loved that yeah it sounds like it's probably inspired by that as well um 
you know, like cert, like sometimes with like high school dramas, it kind of <laughs> feels like repeated or rinse, rinse and repeat. But this is like a new take that I haven't really seen before, which is, which has me intrigued because um, it kind of had like a Riverdale feel to it at first. So I'm like, oh, I already seen this before. But once they started getting to like the elements of the like the actual being stranded, it kind of had like a lost feel to it. Uh, each character kind of had like their little episode to like explain what's going on in their heads and stuff like that. And it's pretty cool. Yeah. And I like um the way that like it's a, uh, from what I can tell, it's like, oh, hey, um, let's like further the metaphor of people that were in high school together meeting as adults and like having that shared drama by having one yeah. more weird drama <laughs> and like yeah they're that's really further yeah they, they're really fucked in adulthood so that kind of makes it even more interesting to see how that situation uh, affected them going into, into adulthood and there's like a murder mystery going on too it's like uh you know uh someone from their past ended up getting murdered and now in their adulthood they're trying to figure out who murdered that person and what's going on. So it's very like both timelines are really intriguing. So it keeps you on edge of your seat. Did anyone from uh the time they were stranded get really good at bows and arrows? Oh no, they don't have that character. You're just all oh, like yeah. mentally screwed and <laughs> just a mess. <laughs> but uh they don't really have any attributes like that. No, yeah, because I um watched so many seasons of Arrow and it just got to the point where I was like, fuck dude, like it it <laughs> That guy was like stranded on the island for like five years. Oh, yeah. Like it was like <laughs> he's been off this island for like four years of these flashbacks, just like in like um Hong Kong shit. Like he's not that stranded on this island. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I tapped uh, out of Arrow after season two. Like Deathstroke had me like engaged. And then once it kind of like deviated from him, I'm just like, I'm out. That show had a real problem though, where it like um super got into this character that like the fans like that was like a love interest, but like it like became a lot about like her stuff was like, Oh, what if her dad was a hacker and like had like mafia ties? It's like, this is, like let the dude shoot like fun arrows, please. <laughs> please. Yeah. That's all I want to see. Yeah. So, um, though what they're doing now with like DC. So feels so much better to me. Like I like, uh, just watched those like first three episodes, like peacemaker and, Holy shit. That's a fun show. Right? I was I was I was wondering what your take was going to be on Peacemaker. Uh no, it's a uh, really good and I think um there's some actors and director combo like where they just click and I think John Cena and James Gunn is super clear like they're just going to be in all their shit forever, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um I was kind of on the fence about going into Peacemaker because uh I mean, he was okay in Suicide Squad too, and I was kind of wondering why the hell is this guy of all the characters getting a spinoff show? But um, you know, as I crushed you know uh, the first three episodes, it kind of made sense. <laughs> you know, it, it kind of has a uh, they're tapping into that like the boys type feel of a show, mm-hmm. like that whole like gritty uh, anti hero type character, and uh, I think that's what DC's bag should be for a while, just like you know un- unlock our all their villains and you know characters that we really haven't seen on the big screen before instead of like you know the ogs apparently like the like peacemaker character is like super obscure like hasn't been in like stuff ever really like a like super minor character and just because like the design was funny like got all this work from like james gunn and like i 
actually really love that. Uh, that's so cool that like it's like not even like a, it's not like like most people care about this character. It's not like, oh yeah, we're finally kind of see like what's going on with like with like Rocket Raccoon or whatever. It's like no, it's like a <laughs> dude. People mostly haven't seen since it's like three issues in the eighties, and that's kind of great. Yeah, that's one of the highlights of, the sh- of that show for me. Is like I don't know anything about this character at all, so I don't really have anything to compare it to, like no source material or no familiarness with the character besides the, the movie. So I'm kind of just going into this kind of blind, you know. Um, and then a lot of the like YouTubers I uh, watch on YouTube also have the same take as well. And it's kind of refreshing not being able to predict what's going to happen next in the show, especially as like um, it's come to the time where like. Uh, Marvel reached the end of its three, three big phase, like ten year plan or like, or like twelve year plan, and just like made people react well. And then it was like, okay, now we're gonna keep doing stuff that all feels the same. And uh, like I was like super underwhelmed by like Shang Chi. I don't know if I'm gonna watch the Eternals. I'm definitely giving up on like their tv shows like but like the dc stuff now is all like feels different and like looks different and like it also isn't all trying to be like canon in, in like one universe like they're straight up like characters from arrow that are like so like <laughs> the villain of season six of arrow is his friend vigilante <laughs> in this show oh and they're just like yeah no he's just here so vigilancy was an arrow yeah he like oh uh, wow i didn't know that that's pretty cool he's like the son of one of the people that like he kills in the first season and like goes to learn from like talia how ghoul like how to become like the like perfect counter for like green arrow and like tortures him and stuff and like kills his wife and stuff spoilers i guess but uh (laughs) and then here he's just like this random dude i was like that that name i know the name i know the name adrian chase somewhere but you know yeah i saw a few people hating on vigilante uh saying that he was his take on vigilante was too reminiscent of uh uh what's the guy's name deadpool and i'm like i didn't really see that i mean i guess but i i didn't i didn't i didn't think about that at all, at all when I, the first time I saw it but after people like kind of brought that to my attention I'm like I guess but it doesn't feel Deadpoolish at all no I like didn't really think Deadpool like a comedy character sure but like not Deadpool yeah I start, took him as like a sociopath that you know has fun killing people you know but I guess there's only there's only uh, so many ways to uh pull that off on screen without being able to show your face you know yeah, uh, what else is DC is coming out? I don't think I care about the Flash movie, or I'll care about like the Batman movie. As far as uh, my girlfriend likes Robert Patterson, like I like a good Batman when there's like like what stuff going on. But I'm actually pr- um pretty excited for that uh Blue Beetle movie next year because that is the uh, kid Miguel from Cobra Kai is like. Oh, he's Blue Beetle, the main character. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's That'll pretty dope. I didn't know that. Okay. Interesting. And then there's like the rock movie, which I have oh, no yeah, clue Black that's Adam. about. <laughs> uh, I love how he, like 
he just likes the character or something because like he first got like, like announced as like that character in, like 2012 or something and like the first footage comes out now it's like some like avatar 2 stuff just total blast <laughs> yeah that was one of those things like when shazam came out like all these concept photos of the rock being black adam started dropping and i think dc didn't didn't have a choice of who to cast as black adam with all the fans doing all that so i mean uh i think he'll be all right i'm not familiar with that character at all anyway so i'm i'm still looking for it he's been attached to be that character for like eight years i feel like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like no movie planned really just whatever's going on it's one of those castings that everybody agrees with like oh yeah that's the rock <laughs> yeah no um i um do think it's good for john cena though that like the rock's like an action star batista's an actual actor and it's clear that like john cena's like a comedic like he, his thing's comedy in a way like both those like dudes are and like i'm glad they each kind of like have a distinctive like reason to be an actor that feels real you know yeah i never heard that take before but that makes a lot of sense like they it doesn't seem like they're copying each other or they're just like the typical wrestler trying to be an actor they they all offer something different yeah and um that's got to be hard because like they like each have like that same like starting like blush but man john cena that does not remind me of the rock at all like when he acts oh no definitely and he's really good in this show yeah um and then i recently found out that uh gun's doing the whole season so that's also something to look forward to too i was kind of uh scared that i thought he was doing just the first three just to get us hooked and then like somebody else takes over but i believe he's doing the whole uh the whole first season so it should be should be quality throughout and uh I enjoyed trying to figure out what the hell a butterfly was <laughs> during those three episodes. <laughs> no, I'm like, that was what fun, the yeah. fuck is? And it's like kind of meta because also, you know, Peacemaker was like, what the hell is a butterfly? <laughs> so it kind of keeps us guessing. And then we kind of find out what it is at the end of episode three. And then, like, um, in that scene, like, there is the use of a shotgun and like a one liner. And that's when I was like, oh, James Gunn is, is like, the next generation Sam Raimi <laughs> just full on. <laughs> this is exactly like Ashes yeah. Evil Dead stuff. Just totally. right there. Um, one last thing. Um, have you heard about this whole like Dune book thing going on or no? No, nah, I haven't heard of it. So uh before the David Lynch Dune movie, there was going to be this uh I think he's Dutch, but Yodorowsky was going to make a Dune movie. Um that um was basically just like it's one of those like what ifs that p- people talk about all the time because of like all the like costume and like concept art and like all this stuff is like so out there wild it's like weird checkerboard patterns and like strange like tuba like suits and all this stuff and it's like all like really strange the way it would have looked um so <laughs> this crypto <laughs> This uh, crypto company, and I think like the crypto is called Spice. Um, <laughs> spent uh three million dollars on this uh on this book at auction, and said, "All right, now we're going to use these rights to make an animated series." And and then we were like, "You just bought a thirty thousand dollar book of all the concepts. You don't have the rights." You just spent $3 million on it. 
and like it's like this whole thing where like they're trying to be like because we bought this book we have the rights to do like no you don't like you bought a like auction damn they got finesse sounds like it to me i think it's just like they destroyed their brains on like thinking the nfts are real that they decided that everything <laughs> else works like nfts <laughs> there's like, like no i own this yeah. yeah i own this yeah that's funny these are my apes <laughs> we should go though to our uh very two two partners honestly but um this week we looked at it after 13 and 14 of both children sent that Jetman and comrade bill so let's over Jetman, and yeah, um, this is our first actual like what feels like a there might be like another two parter actually, but like I like a it's like been a minute, but um, episode 13 of Children's Sentai Jetman is called Maze of Love, and episode 14 is The Bazooka of Love. And at first, I was like, man, these names are very similar, <laughs> but yeah, um. It is, it is Ryu's twenty uh, sixth birthday, as they have a bunch of, of like um, champagne and butt heavies, um, and then um, all the food was cooked by Kauri, who gets dragged by Aka, who's just like, oh yeah, she worked for months to learn how to cook and all this stuff. Like, what a great <laughs> wife someday. Just <laughs> damn, just hot on it. Just um. And then we see camera dimension. And what do you think of camera dimension? Uh, I'm actually looking at the concept art a little bit closer. I thought it was pretty good. Like one thing we agree on is that all the monsters look pretty, uh, pretty consistent throughout the whole season. And uh, I liked it a lot. What'd you think? No, yeah. Um, I love how they're committed. Like, it's like, like could just have done stuff that like made sense in a way that like something like a camera just does not make sense like it was a very good 90s like what you want in like a 90s show like this is be like oh there's like a model and a swimsuit that she like fades away and all this stuff it's just yeah i didn't even notice like it had like a tripod under his neck until i like zoomed in a little bit and then uh, i thought the uh the uh clicker (laughs) was a good little effect too when he like actually pressed the button to take photos, well, this concept is dope. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty dope. I didn't, I didn't realize all the detail that went into it. But the tripod doesn't stand out as much live action as it does in the concept part. Yeah, it looks more like um, some catfish whiskers or something. But... <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, so it is just a uh, make people fade into Maria's scrapbook, and like, and like, um, we also see like that how he's trying to knit and like hitting yourself then um guy invites ryu to the same bar they fought before and um he gets a mccallan and plays pool as like ryu gets some more milk so quick quick thing about this scene do, do you play pool at all a, a little bit not <laughs> okay well. so i'm not sure if you noticed but first of all the rack <laughs> that they racked is incorrect the a ball should be in the middle and then one of them breaks and the eight ball goes in on break, which is supposed to be end of the game. <laughs> and they just keep playing. So I'm not sure who directed this scene, but they should have just did a retake on that. That's not supposed to happen. 
No, you see, that's because that's a guy's emotional state. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, but just, uh, I just Sorry. love. I had to. That bothered me so much. No, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that is like totally true. Like, I'm sure there's like, yeah, these like moms and kids will not care. Or like these is <laughs> like dudes that do will like already be like mad because like uh, something else. So why not? I fucking love how mad guy is. He's like, we're not warriors. We're men and women. <laughs> we love each other. Stop fucking around. I'm a taker. Yeah. So what, what do you think he's so obsessed with Kyrie for? Like, is it because he can't have her? Like, what's the obsession? Probably. I think it also might just be like, he's just, just like, I'm not convinced he's like spent a, a heavy amount of time with like a lot of like with one woman before (laughs) I think maybe he's like very used to like man I'm gonna like he randomly picked that like cop up that was like arresting him like a one night stand type type guy he's like oh I have yeah exactly have films for this one right is that what you're saying yeah that's what I'm thinking like it's like oh like I actually like have had uh more than like two hours FaceTime with her (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or it could be one of those deals like you know like not sure if you've ever been in a situation but like you kind of like uh start to get attracted to like a co-worker because you spend so much time with them but maybe outside of work that never would have happened <laughs> no totally um it's probably one of those deals too like a lot of the people i've dated that probably wouldn't have like gotten to that point if i like hadn't spent that much like time yeah like <laughs> yeah. school and stuff work yeah work and school definitely kind of sparks relationships out of nowhere yeah but guy's like down bad for this he's rough so thirsty i i i was honestly disappointed with the thirst level in this episode i'm like you better than this bro <laughs> i'm also very disappointed because like at, at some point ryu should have told his team hey like six hours before i met you um me and my like fiance were like getting turned into jet man but she got thrown to the space and died so maybe sometimes that's why I'm yeah not. didn't say anything about it at all like just keeping it a whole secret. It was like hours too. Like it wasn't even like months or years. Like a couple hours later, they found the team. Never mentioned his no ex. Clue. <laughs> uh, and that his chick kind of looks like her. <laughs> Never mentioned that at all in this episode either. It's definitely her, right? Yeah. Like how did do, how does he not know? Oh my god, bro. Hey, um, I've often said that uh, it's hard to be familiar when you're wearing a like weird asymmetrical poofy hat. And that's it, I think. What's that meme that's best been going around? Ain't no way, man. Ain't no way. <laughs> Ain't it no go way. Down, it go down. <laughs> uh, just and like she's talking about like how she'll become like the leader. She has her scrapbook full of these like different women that the camera has like stolen pictures of was like creeping in on like tennis practice and stuff and like oh, grabbing yeah. people <laughs> and then like gray plays the piano and then maria plays the piano and then like gray reacts it's like oh my god yo another funny thing about this scene uh i believe it was tran mm-hmm. calls like <laughs> gray a robot and he just fucking loses it <laughs> And 
That was one of the first times I'm like, is calling a like a humanoid robot or machine a robot like a racial slur? <laughs> what do you think? What's your take on that? It felt like he took it as a ra- like a racial slur, like robot. <laughs> he was so pissed for being called a robot. It depends, though. Like if it's like. I'm a cyborg. I'm an android. How fucking yeah. dare you? You know. I think. I think whenever we we go into like the whole Elon Musk era and like we have like, you know, like cyborgs walking around. I'm not. I'm not calling them robots. I think. That's, I think that's like a slur now. When we go to the Elon Musk era <laughs> and we like don't have good names for and like our kids and Bo- was it called Boston Dynamics or whatever those fucking emeralds. The ro- <laughs> The machine and machine dogs and stuff like that. I'm afraid to call them a robot. It might kill me. <laughs> well, like I guess like it could be construed like if we call like each other like mammals or monkeys or something like that. Like that's probably where that's at, right? I I, I don't know, man. If, according to Gray, it was a slur. <laughs> I never seen him get that mad. <laughs> no, Gray has a lot going on. I don't think um. We'll see more emotion from him too, but he uh, just uh, <clears throat> so we see that after this, Calrie has made matching vests for her and Reeve, which I think is super weird. Like I would never accept a matching vest, and he did. Yeah, <laughs> I thought he was just gonna t- accept it to be nice, but dude, straight up said, "Nah, I can't accept that." <laughs> <laughs> which is fair. Which is probably like the coldest we've seen Ryu in his like seasons too, so far. Usually he's like the nice guy, but he had to draw the line with that one. He's like, yo, I don't like you. I can't take that. Yeah. Our matching vests. He's probably like, I can't drink warm milk and have a matching vest. I like to like, <laughs> I like to fuck too much. I can't do that to myself. He's probably can't. like, what would my grandma think about this? I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, she'd think like... <laughs> Uh, and um, <laughs> then like the whole thing breaks down like guy chases after her she's crying right to like tells Akko it's hard when like someone you love loves someone else and Akko's like oh like you love her too <laughs> it's like, fucking uh. I also had a moment of clarity like during this episode I'm like is Jetman like a love story is that where, is that where this plot is headed because this was a plot heavy two episodes and it was all about love. I'm like, is this like the major like overtone of the show is a love story or it's a soap opera, you know? Okay. That's what I, I, I kind of like soaked in with this episode. I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, Ryu, Ryu lost someone guys looking for love. Raita never gets dated when he does. He just, you know, no, yeah, you're right. Like, it seemed like everybody has like a like a some kind of love plot to them. Yeah, because uh, it's a uh, Chojin Sentai Jetman is a uh, Chojin roughly means like superhuman. So it's like, oh, like here's their superhuman, but also superhuman lives. Yeah, <laughs> I'm know? not really. I'm not too sure what what Akko's, uh pretty much plot will be, but she doesn't really have a love story so far. But everybody else does. Everybody wants love in his team, besides Akko. Well, they're all in their twenties except for her, who's like sixteen. So, like, I appreciate yeah. that at least for the most part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, and so, um, guy just like straight up like 
kisses Kaori when she's not for it. Thirst. And only gets saved by being attacked by like Viram. And they're like attacked and they can't transform. And they're doing like all these fight scenes, like they're like swords are getting caught in like the like chairs next to them and stuff. And there's like sparks everywhere. It's all practical effects. I know I noticed you notice in the fight. Guy grabbed like a whole <laughs> handful of nuts. I was like, yo, yeah. what's my man? My man was like an all-time low this episode, bro. <laughs> just grabbing nuts and just like doing Tarzan like, swings. Yeah, just like groping women. And I'm like, yo, we can, relax, bro. Take it, take it, take it down a notch. No, like guys just go for it. <laughs> and he gets fucked up too. He's like his face is like raw and like super bloody at the end of it. Yeah. Down bad. Guy was definitely in the mud these last these two episodes, and the rest of the team like shows up, transform with their like dune buggy and their jeep and their motorcycle, does nothing. A whole new song plays. Gray's playing piano, and then Cowrie <laughs> gets got, and just fucking Gray is going hard this whole time. Each time he's playing a different song, <laughs> super just like into it, just by himself in this dimension. And it wasn't even his monster this episode. It was, uh, what's her name? Uh, Maria. Yeah, it was Maria's. And he was just like the feature. He was like the feature of the episode. And that leads in to 14, though, because it's like, uh, they're all sad because like she's gone and the generals are talking. And like there's all this like tension where like Radic gets like, you don't even know why you won't be the leader and why you'll never surpass me, Maria. And and the camera dimension is just getting all these women like a waitress. He grabs like a <laughs> like bunch of random people, like a couple. Just wild for it. Um, He's a street photographer. That's what it is. Yeah, and <laughs> just <laughs> what a menace. <laughs> and guy goes to beg for Cowrie back, and like he knows how this works. It's just like kill the monster, but like. He gets told to bring back Red Hawk's head, and he's like, "Maybe I should do that." And then he, and then he tries to do it. Oh my god, bro! <sighs> but then the team fights together, and they're about to destroy the camera when Gray jumps in and blocks it and saves Maria. Uh, and what do you think of that when he like saved her and her monster? It kind of took me aback for a second because I thought he was about to die. Cause I never really seen like him take a shot like that, and then also reflect it. So I was like kind of worried, but uh, <laughs> his reason for why he did it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I could like to hear your piano. And Gray, just perfect character. Yeah, he's like yes, like I will enjoy my like Merlot and my like <laughs> black, and and my black and mild and listening to the piano. Such a Renaissance man. Yeah, but then he heard like a like sad woman play piano. He's like, oh, <laughs> fucking love her, don't I? <laughs> I'd go get shot. I uh, would die for you. And honestly, fucking yeah, Gray. Even, go I for just it. realized Grave has like a love story. He like loves Maria now, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Jetman's a love story. Oh, the commander's gonna have some stuff happen real soon, I think, too. Like, yeah. like something. She's in the cut waiting for waiting for some love. Like basically, like the only one who's safe is Tran with his like VR glasses. He's just be like, What's going on, everybody? Like, I'm like loving this shit, like in like <laughs> Oculus. Like uh, maybe him and Akko has something. They're in the same age group. He's like 10. She's like 16. 
<laughs> What's six years, man? When you're a kid. Uh, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. If true. you, I take that back. <laughs> yeah. You know those stories when like somebody's in middle school. I'm dating a high schooler. <laughs> yeah, those tribes. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh man, I remember when I was in middle school. My friends t- bragging about dating high schoolers, and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Meanwhile, I'm like, that's kind of pedophilish. <laughs> no, that super is. It's like, oh yeah, like my girlfriend's like 19 and I'm 13. It's like, well, get some help. It's only okay uh, when you're like 50 and your girlfriend's like 21. Then it's like, I guess it's kind of cool. Like, yeah, my, my girlfriend's I mean, 21. That's cool <laughs> until you're 29 in therapy and you're like, fuck, dude. <laughs> Gotta pop I the wish blue I, juice. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> not like that. Different, a different kind, but just damn. Yeah, it's, uh, so, it's so crazy. Like, 30 year difference when you're old doesn't matter. But when you're a kid, it's like, oh, no, like, can't, can't do that. <laughs> No, the other day I um saw like a like eighteen year old and I was like, wait, that's young as fuck. I could never date somebody that young. Eighteen, no, yeah. no shot. Yeah, that's no too shot, young. Bro. I was like, oh, this person's like what, like fifteen? I was like, oh, they're eighteen. And then a grown ass man saying she's legal. You're disgusting. <laughs> you know what's legal? Fucking a taxpayer. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What was it? Gross saying growing up? If it's grass on the field, play ball. Like, you fucking, oh, fuck. Man, that cringeworthy shit. Get fuck out of here, man. No, that's stuff. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. No, that was a lot Different of like, times back jokes then, back in the day. Yeah, so. <laughs> you get in trouble no. for saying shit like that these days. I mean, as shit. Oh, God. Uh, but no, um, <laughs> The team gets got by the camera. So then Guy and Ryu work on adding a cannon to the dune buggy called Fire Bazooka. Because that's the best way to do this. Because toys. Uh, <laughs> and then Guy goes and fights by himself and he gets stopped from transforming, which is great. Like, I love it's actually like, I won't let you transform. That's great. Uh, but he gets got too. And then. Ryu shows up, and I guess like the plan was they like had to have the bazooka to be able to shoot through Gray, but he's worried that like the like shock from using it will like be too much for him, and it is. Uh, he gets blown back like four hundred feet, like quarry. <laughs> yeah. And Gray, like his arm gets blown off, and like the camera gets broken, and like all the different people, not just like other like jetmen, get um released but it's just like immediately they're like all right let's go and like just right in this fight scene and i i love this whole like fight scene though because like we see like ryu's fighting gray and gray has one arm and is like grappling him <laughs> oh yeah it was sick <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and the girls also just like beat the crap out of Berea and like all this stuff and they um use their cannon again and when things like get big, they also become like the like the big jet form versus their little like um more like robot form, and that's how they like uh win there. So lots of creative fighting this time around. And then as if that's not enough, <laughs> Cowrie comes out and says, It's all right, Ryu. 
I love you. I don't care what you say. And then, then like Akko is like still, <laughs> still like still like storage shit. Like, oh, like really out there, huh? Like putting out there, girl, huh? <laughs> and can you describe what Guy does here? I can't I can't remember. What what does he do? He gets on the motorcycle. Oh then yeah. He grabs the helmet, throws it away, and rides about the helmet and like gets it a crash <laughs> on purpose. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh my god. I kind of blocked that out, to be honest. I hate seeing my mans like this. Hopefully, he bounces back next episode. No, guy needs to, like, go back to some jazz. Just work it out. Just. Yeah, he needs, like, an old-fashioned, a cigar, and some pool. I think he'd be back on track. <laughs> when you said old-fashioned, I thought of that um, that South Park episode with the, the, like, shake weight, where, like, an old-fashioned like, a head job. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, like, <laughs> old-fashioned cigar. Oh, yeah, the Drake, yeah. But um, and then we see Gray walk up, just plug his arm back in, and then pick up <laughs> Maria and carry her off. That's one of my favorite vibe. shots of the, of this show so far. Gray carry Maria off into the sunset. That's pretty dope shot. Yeah, just what a perfect like, like that could be a Greg. romance novel like cover. <laughs> it should be, and they should have like that good of a design honestly because i feel like just like a normal robot no like make it like a messed up like 90s like perfect that's what you want i would even take like a a four episode like season limited season of of, like a show called gray and love just him like going to jazz bars listening to chicks play piano (laughs) while he's like sipping his like merlot (laughs) i would definitely watch four episodes just gray looking for love Again, if we did a like, uh, like Flavor and Love, just call it 40 Gray and Love. <laughs> if we pulled like a thousand different women with pictures of Gray and Christian Gray doing their ten, their ten favorite things, I think most would pick Gray. <laughs> Yo, Gray probably got a whole like closet full of crazy stuff. Imagine the gadgets this guy has. Uh, but, okay. <laughs> he just puts it work though like, he just like is like just like right there he knows what to do he's just like and he's fuel he's efficient you know? yeah uh no i just um saw that clip recently of um when dj khaled was, was like talking about like how like it's like uh not a man's responsibility to go down on like a wolf, but never, oh. never. Oh, yeah. and <laughs> not gray. Like gray's like right in there. Like has like all the tricks, you know. <laughs> working on it, but uh, <laughs> being to work on it. Uh, l- let's head over to Comrade Build episode uh, thirteen. Who takes off the veil? Uh, and yeah, it's a pretty quick arc here. I feel like like we get like make. Progress, but also feels like kind of smaller progress here. Yeah, I'm looking at the synopsis in the fandom, and it's pretty short too. So, yeah, like, stuff happened, but nothing to like drag on about. What I wrote was, Sendo is upset to find out that Stock framed Ryuga and locks himself in the lab. Um, Haramu finds out that Stock has given the box to Namba, and they're teaming up but not with his government. Um, we see that Sento and the owner 
reminisce. Um, and then Seto and Ryuga attack the um, Nanba site. And there's a big fight with Stock. And then we see that the owner is trying to steal the recovered box and bottles at the end. And that's kind of it here. Uh, we get like a new form with the light octopus or like octopus light form, which sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I wasn't and the whole thing about it either. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> the whole thing there was that um, turns out Sento realized that um, he got told by Nabashima that the owner was the person that had him that had him frame Ryuga. So he um, made this form so he wouldn't know about it so he could prove that he was stock. And we find out, yes, I'm stock. And that's like the big like cliffhanger there. And what do you think about that? Yeah, I guess Sento realized that, you know, the owner is pulling one of those like Superman tricks. Like this guy's never here when shit goes down. <laughs> like, yeah. where do you, like, where are you when all this stuff is going on? You're never at the shop type thing. And then, Sets up a pretty genius plan to catch him in his tracks with the whole using the last form of the bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't really know how to counter the octopus lights moves. So that was pretty genius by Sento. But, uh, I mean, we kind of already saw Stock being the owner, right? We speculated that a couple of times. Yeah, so it no. Like, it's super surprising. If he is actually the same dude as when he was the astronaut, though, then that does mean that we... uh don't know where Kataragi is, um, which isn't addressed here, but like he's still up in the air, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Um, at first, I think my theory was that, like, we both agreed that the owner was stock, but I think I had like some bizarre <laughs> theory that it, that it was actually Katsurugi in the owner's Lewis's face. His face, yeah. But I'm not sure if they're going to do that. I think that's way too much going on, but. Um, I also wouldn't be shocked if Katsurugi is still alive, but just not sure where he'll come up in the plot yet. Still kind of early, 13 episodes. I mean, yeah, the, the fact that they had had Sento like his mom's cooking is all the proof that like I personally need, like in that like one scene from like four episodes ago or whatever, but who knows? Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah, you said that Katsurugi is Sento. Was that your theory? Yeah, because like, okay. They made the whole point of like, oh, like nobody likes my cooking. Yeah. Oh, you like my cooking? It's your favorite thing you've ever eaten? Huh. That's not notable. <laughs> That's not a scene we had for any reason. So do you think it would play out like he starts to get his memories back? I don't know. Um, Maybe, or maybe it's like uh, he finds out and like, then it's like a whole like, I see dead people moment where it's like, turns out you didn't know who you were this whole time and like there's like a multiple personality thing maybe like uh who knows i don't know i think we'll see some kind of memory come back for him in some form though but um we hear from nanba in like episode like 14 like the false coven rider um and he's like basically like i want to make something worse than like a nuclear weapon and profit from it uh, which is like a fucked up thing to say in Japan. That's like a more of a red flag thing to say, I think just like culturally. So it's like meant to like <laughs> hit more, but just damn, uh, like this dude is just perfect capitalist. Just, I'm going to make something to make money off of it. Um, but the bottles he got were all fake. 
That was a cool fake out. I thought it was over yeah. after he got that. And I'm like, oh, the balls were fake. Okay. And back at home, they're like testing out because like when Sento got beat back, like a part of the Pandora box like blew out. And um, he's like matching that part with like the different best matches and they're all blowing up and stuff. Yeah. So why was uh, Bonjo the test subject for that? I kind of missed the whole gag. Uh, I think like uh, the joke was that he's toughened down, but also they were like referencing um, in one of the first episodes, like how we like intuitively picked a best match w- 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 without knowing. And they were like okay. hoping that would happen, I think was what they said. Okay. And um, they eventually find that the rabbit and the tank is, which for me, that would be like my first check. It's like, huh, my like primary form, my most comfortable thing, my <laughs> main one. And they're also trying to like keep Mizora out of the lab while Sawa is also doing research. But like when Sawa comes back, Mizora gets in. Um, but then like they say, oh, actually, Ryuka wants to go on like a date with you. Then like, Sento and Ryuga talk in sign language and like he offers him a banana and that's approaching. He's like, okay. <laughs> to spoil like the end of the show, but um they go out to karaoke and Ryuga has the wild season three of Power Rangers fit. Like the like uh just like the um blue overalls, like the yellow headband mm-hmm. just looks great. And yeah, we find out the Skywall, the owner's personality change, and also Mizora went in a coma. And then, and then like Sento goes back to where he was found by the odor and they fight in the rain. And that rain fight was cool. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. All the stock fights are pretty solid, to be honest. Yeah, no, I, um, do think they've had a lot of them end in inconclusively. So I'm hoping that like we get some like ending fights soon or else (laughs) like those be cool. I agree. And we learned that like it was all a ploy to get Mizora to purify the bottles for good because like her emotional state mattered, and like he's about to kill Sento who couldn't fight him, and and like uh, and, like Banjo we also beat, and then that's when Sento shows off his new power up, Rabbit Tank Sparkling. Uh, and what do you think of this <laughs> new situation? <laughs> My notes say <laughs> new suit reminds me of RC Cola. <laughs> and uh what's that red, white, and blue popsicle that I forget the oh, name. Oh yeah, of it. <laughs> like a like um Freedom Rocket or whatever, you know? Yeah, I, I can't recall the name of it, but that's what that's all I saw when I first saw it. I'm like America. <laughs> What'd you think? I just typed red shite and blue, like a fucking British. <laughs> What was it called? Um, I think it was an interesting power up. Um, I never so like the first thing it made me think of was um how in game the power up there was also soda stuff, and then I was like, but this like hasn't had like a like drink or like fruit theme, so it seems weird that this is like now fizzy pop like soda stuff. But mm-hmm. it's sparkling now. It looked all right. I thought. Yeah, it looked all right. Um. And uh, I forget the exchange that they uh, that um, <clears throat> the owner had with uh, with Night Rouge about him not being able to uh, upgrade or power by how his suit was made. What was that exchange? 
You remember that? Yeah. They kind of had like a brief uh, exp- explain about how the power scaling was. Can you can you uh, break that down? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, the the like trans theme guns don't mm-hmm. increase your hazard level. The belts do. So the whole time they've been using them, they're only as good as they were when they started. Okay. So when they fight, they both have the same hazard level, which is why like the owner's like, it'll come down to experience, and also you're a bitch. And he beats them. Yeah, so that, that, that sparks the upgrade, because he's like, I can't beat this guy. Unless I have an advantage. And those popsicles are called firecrackers, I guess. <laughs> yeah, firecrackers. But yeah, I didn't mind it. I liked I liked the exchange between uh Bloodstock's Cobras and uh Sento, like in the air combat and the the, the final uh kick. That was a pretty cool scene. No, once he started fighting those it was like CG Cobras, like, oh this is not like this is not a definitive fight, huh? <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna defeat your uh yeah. support. But he's strong enough to beat him now and also he gets told Great, thank you for helping my plan by getting stronger again. Also, watch out for Hirobu. <laughs> and like then the it, owner takes off like Neo in the Matrix. He just, poof, just jumps in the air in the rain. I'm like, what is this Matrix Reloaded? <laughs> I'm Superman, wherever he says. Just <laughs> and yeah, um, I just I can't believe how dumb these guys are. It's like he, he still needs to like be. Warned about something after he was excited, you had a power up. You know, he's just using you again, right? Like, at a certain point, you have to be like, Oh man, he's really likes it when we fight his ever slightly stronger villains and we get power ups. I, I wonder if he's still using us for some shit. Uh, yeah, I, w- I will say I did appreciate the whole filling in a plot hole of why it was the <laughs> owner the whole time. It's like, Yo, so I tricked. I had to trick uh, Missouri into believing she was doing it for good so she could make the bottles. Because they was like, wasn't she with Foss in the beginning? Because you know the fans would have been critiquing that. So they kind of fixed the plot hole and also made it more intriguing. And then the owner dry snitches on uh, Himoro. <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, by the way, he's Night Road. <laughs> and like, I Wait, think, what? Yeah. And they make a point that like his whole personality change is like it doesn't even wear the glasses anymore (laughs) oh i'm wondering if like like maybe like we'll get a point later where like he actually gets like defeated and like captured and it's like wait he's like having a multiple personality like disassociation thing where like the old owner's there and then like it's like oh the pandora box makes you have two selves and then that's what Sento is like oh Sento is the other self of Katsuragi and like and like stock is the other self of the owner and it's like oh no maybe that's it because like he is like said to be acting entirely differently yeah and I could also see him playing both sides to use Naba to get what he wants yeah I could see, I could see him coming back to the good side later and later in the season and be like this is my plan all along he, de- he definitely has like a big um, he's either the main baddie or he's like and I found out that there were a bunch of fucking like Martian warriors that were gonna like awaken in 12 years so I had to get like the earth ready or you know Who okay knows? cause I was gonna ask you why do you think he activated Pandora's box 
Because that came out this this episode too that he purposely did it. Either he got affected and made evil, he got possessed by something maybe, or maybe it's like, I know that there's going to be the end of the world, so I have to get the world ready. I'm yeah, not he, sure he might like actually that. be the whole the hero of the whole series. I think that would be interesting. Um, if it was like, yeah, um, and like that's why the guy like erase like your memories and let you be Sento because I needed Katsurugi smart, but from somebody who'd be a hero. Maybe that's the thing. I don't know. Uh, it's interesting. I'm slightly more invested in the Jetman love triangles though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah cause I cause like we were waiting for the, res- the reveal to come out for for build over the last few months and then it came out and it was kind of flat because we kind of already saw it coming so I'm my, my biggest thing last pod was what now like now that all the mystery's gone like what do we have to look forward to now you know what I mean like what's gonna be the next uh thing that drives the plot but I guess we'll find out I would be surprised if next time like 15 and maybe 16 are like the end of this whole like starting arc though. Cause there's just something like about the next episode that feels like the start of the end and like other shows like with, with, with like zero one and stuff, the way they ended their arcs. So is that usually when they introduce like a new villain or new, like new writer or something or how does it usually go? I'm guessing that if like they end the arc there, then like we'll immediately get like, new stuff after that yeah probably because i can't see it just being like what six characters plus sawa as the mains i can't see it staying that staying that way for the whole series but we'll see yeah it's weird how (laughs) well the cast feels right now um it kind of reminds me of of, of, like saber kind of where it's like man they aren't talking to anybody that does not like go to this bookstore huh yeah, Saber was too many characters. And then now with Bill, and it feels like it's not none. enough. This <laughs> is weird. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I hope we get a solid, a more interesting writer, maybe somebody who's like a little bit more whimsical would be fun. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, we got the brute. We got the brains. Now we need like a, like a guy type writer. Yeah, so maybe it's like now it's like... Uh, we are now at war probably is what's next. Like here's like the war between these countries. I had to guess. Now what happens to the shop that the owner's not coming back? <laughs> like who's going to pay like their, their, their mortgage or the rent? <laughs> you know what you I know mean? What? Oh, <laughs> He's God. not coming back. Like who, who takes the bill? <laughs> Sento broke. Bu- Missouri is a lazy ass. Bonjo's a felon. Like, who's going to? Who's, they have to like change locations now. Like, what's going to happen? So here's the thing. <laughs> Every time I watch anything, I'm constantly <laughs> thinking this. It's the worst. I'm always like, man, this is a really nice place. And you like definitely like it's like in like season four of like Cobra Kai. I'm like, you're broke, Johnny. You're broke. <laughs> what are you doing for money? How are you paying rent? Like, how are you buying these uniforms? What are you doing? And like, it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely like a thing where like once you know about how much it costs to live you're like how are these people doing this they're not working they're like hunting demons or whatever but yeah uh i don't know maybe um Bizora's gonna get some bath water or like some farts or whatever 
and just like yeah, or she has extra subscribers that like send her money or something like that. She might just even have donations, honestly. Or, or I could just rob a bank. <coughs> okay, true, but <laughs> she had. Remember that scene where she like talked. And somebody realized who she was and a yeah. bunch of sibs were chasing after her. Crazy She's, clout. There's people that don't have that that are making like um, $40,000 a week on like Twitch and OnlyFans and like even like not doing anything more than like like PG-13 cosplay. So maybe it's just like it's like that, you know? That would be wild. A Missouri OnlyFans? <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Her like uh, like dressed up with the rider helmet on and stuff. I'll Let me subscribe. purify your bottle. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, please make sure you buy my new um twenty dollar like rabbit skank photo set. And she's like shaking the bottles and stuff. Yeah, I'll subscribe to that. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> if somebody did actual space magic on like oldie fans, uh, yeah, but no, um. I'm sure that it, if they really need rent, she's like, well, I got feet. I got to do what I got to do. I got to do what I got to do. Like they always say, like a baby's got to do a baby's got to do. <laughs> but uh, I guess that's our big, <laughs> that's our big like theory section. Um, they're probably going to war with the other countries and Missouri is probably going to have to sell feet to like fund the, the lab. But until then, uh, what were your uh, top three favorite characters? Like starting from your third favorite character. Oh, tough. Third. Um, I'm thinking about my number one first. Uh, damn, do I have a third? This can be in no go, order. I, I, will, I will go Sento as my third just for figuring out who uh, Stock is finally. Gotta give him mm-hmm. kudos for that. Also, some of the, the tactical decisions he made in this arc or this two-episode arc. Um, second would be Gray, of course, mm-hmm. the Renaissance man. Ooh, second. And then number one would be the owner. I like the owner a lot, these uh these two episodes. I feel like even the performance or the the, yeah, the performance was good and also just him like changing demeanors like that. I like that a lot. It's way more menacing than he was before. Hmm, interesting, yeah. What's your top I three? probably... I put Sento in there at three. I'd, I'd probably put the owner at two, though, because just, uh... He's interesting. Haven't seen enough yet, but I think what we have seen of, um... Gray, um... Puts him at number one for me for this time. It's just like, <laughs> what a winner. Just perfect. His first, like, full sentence. Yeah. He's just one of those players you plug him in and you know he's gonna drop 50. Like yeah. he's like he's like Kevin Durant. He's like you can't stop the guy. <laughs> no, Gray's perfect. He's just the every show could use one of him, and just like the perfect boyfriend too. Just like if like you show any woman Gray in like one minute of his like best of, they'd be like, oh damn. I would have never took him that. as a sweetheart until now. Oh, he's totally gonna like have something where it's like, oh, I'm gonna like give you a flower, then walk in a volcano or some stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, you, you remember that episode of uh, Spoilers for Mandalorian Season 1? If you guys yeah, yeah. Seen it. 
No, I know what you're going to say, but... <laughs> With yeah. the lava? He's like holding his <laughs> I can see Gray pulling one of those kind of stunts. No, Gray is absolutely... Or or even betraying Viral and being like, yo, humans ain't that bad after all. Like, I'm, I'm rocking with them these last four episodes. Or is it the kind of thing where like he like um, betrays Viram to like get Maria out, but like she just got rebrainwashed and like oh she like strikes him from behind and like kills him there, that kind of stuff. I, I can see that happen. Yeah, I, I, I could definitely see a uh a, <clears throat> a double cross from Greg because he he just feels like an enigma in Viram. He doesn't really feel part of the team. It's like he's just doing his own thing. Yeah, like he like never plays VR with Tran. He's always just like. <laughs> On his own, never um, talks to what's his name about sports. He's just like, yeah, I'm just yeah, Radigate. <laughs> yeah, he probably, he's probably the sports guy, Radigate. Yo, you watched the Radigate. game last night? He's like, nah, yeah. I didn't watch the game. I will listen to Gray. Listen to TED Talk. He doesn't watch sports. <laughs> no, Radigate just is so behind. Just he just like is just he's meant to be like the one that's kind of like the most in charge, but he's just got nothing. He's just yeah, like, I got a I thought, sword. I, I, got thought a... I, was, I thought I was disappointing that guy, but he's, I thought he was a leader. He's literally like at the bottom of the totem pole right now for me, to be honest. Yeah. Trans above him. Like, yeah. Trans great. He, he walked in like he was like the, the guy in episode one. Now he's just, he's like a bench player. No, oh, totally. Um, with that, who was your, what, what bit of toku was your favorite? Like, what, like, designer effect that we saw this time? Uh, you know, I got to go with camera dimension for best, yes, best concept design. I mean, I feel like it's going to be <laughs> be my pick throughout. Um, and you said the same for you? Yeah, no. Like, it's just like a, like, what Can never go wrong designs with dimension. were there? I would be so surprised if there was, like, a smash that beat a, like, that, like, was better <laughs> than the dimension. That would be yeah, so yeah. hard. Yeah, you might have to add some like effects to like the the award show for that one because I don't see it happening. To be honest, the Smash has been been mid all season. Yeah, and no offense, like build us some nice designs, but even like compared to like the Jetman designs, it's just like it's so hard. Like it's like clearly this is a series that has become iconic too, but even not having that like. N- like not even having that like nostalgia, you could see why. And you're like, oh, this is definitely. Yeah, I think I think I think Bill's budget goes to whatever Cento's uh, essence going to be for that week. They don't really care about the smashes. And they have so many more designs. Like mm-hmm. he's had like ten forms at this point. Like yeah, and like none have been as great as like whatever. But um, what fit was your favorite this time around? Uh. I- not sure if it was episode 13 or 14, but Ryu had like on the, the typical like denim on denim. Uh, it was one of the first few times that we've seen him outside of the uh, the like Letterman jacket. And I'm like, okay, that was pretty fresh. It was like a denim on denim uh, suit with uh, like a red tee and like, like some chucks. That was my favorite. Was this thing. like that the one where he had on that like... Um yellow bandana went on the date or is that before then yeah i think yeah what the date flashback yep that was no it. when he was looking like tum tum for three digits just yeah. wild man just yeah, like yeah. The, like yellow bandana that was dope oh man <laughs> uh how can he go in public like what is his disguise like oh yeah 
<laughs> I'm just, just like really excited, like do karate with my two brothers. Like, <laughs> what do you got there? But oh, whatever, man. Um, I just feel so bad for Mazora. She just loves the shit out of him, and like, what's it with this show? And like, dudes that start with like, like their name starts with like Ryu, just being like. I just had my girlfriend die. Can you leave me alone for a little while? I'm sorry that you're like <laughs> down badly right now, but damn, like I gotta like grieve for a minute. <laughs> Let me be. Yeah, it's kind of like a theme with through both shows. <laughs> That's funny. Parallels are on point. Yeah, it, uh, I felt so bad when like <clears throat> Mizora said, "Yeah, I've never done karaoke. I've been in comas or like hunted oh. my whole life." Yeah, I'm like, damn, that's tough. Cause like, wasn't it a thing where she like from age nine to sixteen was in a coma? Like that should come up more. Like I don't want to like I'm with banjo. I'm like, yeah, like, I'm not gonna date somebody who's like mentally like eleven or whatever. That's not. <laughs> I'm not yeah, there. Imagine the trauma she's going through. I'm like, uh, I don't got time for that. Sorry, I'm helping you out. Yeah, no. Um, you know what I mean? It's not you, it's me. No, it's not me. It's you. You're mentally 10 years old. Uh, <laughs> I will absolutely play some fucking uh, Legos? Coloring? I'm not sure, but I'm not going to yeah. kiss you. <laughs> Missouri's one of those chicks, like, you see her online, and then you, like, meet her in person, and it kind of, like, just ruins it. You're like, uh, I wish I'd never met you in person. Uh, that's actually way grosser that she has all these adult fans of her like vlog or whatever and like she's just like was in a coma from like age 9 to 16 oh that's super messed yeah. up actually she's like actually like a 10 year old or like a like whatever old oh. she is yeah that's rough but regardless uh when you're uh not contemplating just how fucking messed up the dynamics are online where people find you <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on uh, Twitter and YouTube under Copacetic Senpai. Where can they find you, Kip? You can find me on Twitter.com at James Forge. You can find the podcast on, on Twitter and Instagram at Common Ride With Me, CommonRideWithMe.com, CommonRideWithMe.com slash episodes to link out to all of our different episodes uh, slash merch to see our merch is good to this project. And uh, you can rate and view on our podcast. Um, if you want to send in questions, you can do podcast but for right now uh i have to think what are we leaving with uh today we learned that uh we learned that Jetman is a love story that's the big thing we learned today jetto 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 man birds and the bees 